Hi guys, welcome back to the Rach Active Podcast. My name is Rach J and I'm a coach and the founder of Core 30. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow the podcast so that you get the latest eps as soon as they are released. Now I'm super excited to delve into today's episode. We're talking about the not so subtle art of fucking up. If you've watched my Insta stories or been on my Instagram, you know I like to use this tagline a lot because I like to fuck up. Um, I know that it's kind of a weird thing, but I really enjoy fucking up and I'll explain why. Um, So we're really talking about then fear, rejection and failure. And often I think we see the terminology, how to overcome your fear, your rejection, et cetera. However, I'd like to frame this episode by inviting you to ask yourself the question more about how can we work with our fear, rejection and failure? Because these are things that we all experience as humans. It's not something that we avoid and can go through life without dealing with. We all experience these things. So overcoming to me, the word overcoming implies that these things, fear, rejection, failure, are not good things. They hold a negative connotation to them purely of the fact of putting overcoming before those words because it implies that we have to get over it or jump over a hurdle, get over these challenges. And so it makes it, it kind of puts a negative judgment on these things, but we all experience them. It's part of Uh, being human. It's part of the experience of being human. So let's start to think about it more as how can we work with it? How can we work with these things? And really the point of this podcast is to help you see these things in a different way and to use them in a way that's going to be more beneficial for you in your life rather than them being something that you feel like is getting in the way of what you want to achieve or the direction that you're trying to go in. So As I said before, I love fucking up. Um, I think fuck-ups are really funny. And in fact, if I could just post a whole thing of just fuck-ups, I think it would be super, super funny. I think it's entertaining. And, um, you know, I I like to, on my Insta stories, post a lot of um, boxing videos of when I fuck up the combos because I think they're more funny than when I nail it. Um, So, you know, my relationship with all of these things, I feel like I've developed over the years and uh, it's quite a, a humorous friendship, I would say, with fear, rejection and failure. So I'm going to kind of, you know, speak to some of my experiences and then take you through a bit of a framework that you can use in your life to um, become more friendly with these things. Um, So fear, my greatest fear, one of the scariest times that I've ever had is when I first went to LA. Um, Some of you might already know I used to be an actor and, you know, back in the day I would go to LA quite often. But that first, the very first trip that I went there, I was scared shitless. I remember the first night that I was there and I literally had a panic attack, the worst I've ever had in my life. And I didn't actually know that it was a panic attack at the time. I didn't know it was anxiety. I just knew that my heart was racing. It was beating so hard. I literally thought I was going to die. And, you know, being in a strange country city, not knowing anybody, having to adapt to the culture, um, being quite young as well. And then also having this, you know, goal of um, 
getting into the Hollywood, you know, industry, like that's also very scary as well. But just just being there on my own, I think, was a really scary thing. And obviously now when I look back, I think, oh, well, it wasn't, you know, wasn't that bad. But at the time, it literally was just quite debilitating, that first trip. Um, so that was probably my scariest experience. And then in terms of rejection, my experience of rejection, I would say that the greatest one that I've had or the greatest ones that I've had because there's been multiple, multiple times I've been rejected is, again, as an actor, um, auditioning for, you know, a whole bunch of different TV shows and films and and being told no. I mean, the amount of times that I've been told no is 100 to 1. So for every, you know, job that I would have gotten a yes to, I had been told no a hundred times before that. And, you know, it's through that experience. I do credit my acting um my acting experience or my my acting journey to really help me with dealing with working with my rejection because I just experienced it so much um, that it kind of became like just a norm. You know, you just, you didn't book the job. Oh yeah, that's just kind of normal. And then you kind of move on with your life. Um, And in terms of failing, I've failed a fuck ton of times, so many times. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, Obviously, you know, you know me for Core 30 and it's it has been a very successful program in its first year, which has been amazing. I'm so grateful. Um, but, you know, that, that saying of there is no overnight success, there have been a million failures before Core 30 for this to even exist as a successful program. Uh, not many people would know that, obviously, because, you know, if it's not a success, you don't hear about it. You don't hear about the failures. But I've been in online business for a long time and, you know, creating different products, etc. And I've failed at a lot of stuff. I've had to fail to get me to this point. And it's been years, years of, of doing this to now be able to put everything together and to take what I've learned from those failures to put into what I'm doing with all of you guys with the Core 30 program. Um, another really embarrassing failure that I had, and uh, I don't reckon I've even told many people about this, to be honest, um, I I failed my driving theory test when I went for my licence when I'm 18. So, you know, I'm in Australia. Those of you who are not in Australia, we get our licence when we're 18. We go for the test. Um, you do your driving test. You do your theory test. I failed the theory test. Now, for me, being a student at school who was pretty, you know, I'd never failed a test, definitely. And so to fail a test, a theory test... I was absolutely mortified. There was no way in hell I was going to walk out of that um, driving place without my license. So I took the test straight away again, straight after, and obviously got my license. But at the time, I was like, I'm not telling anybody about this. As far as anybody else is concerned, I just got my license straight off the bat. Um, So that was a really embarrassing thing for me at the time. And I don't really even think I had really told many people about it. So there's been many fuck-ups in my life, many fuck-ups. And um, I do feel that I've become a lot more, you know, mates with my fear and rejection and failure. And so we're going to go through um, some ways that you can do the same and turn these things into useful, um, useful things that you can take moving forward. So let's start to talk about fear and what that actually is. I mean, you know, we all experience fear you get this scared feeling and that can manifest in, a, in different ways. Obviously, you know, I had anxiety, I had panic, panic attacks and um, that is all fear-based, to be honest. Um, and we're going to come back to this whole idea about avoiding pain. You know, our bodies, our brains are geared to 
avoid pain. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Why go through any pain if we don't have to? No one wants to, to go through pain. So, you know, we all experience that and, and and that essentially is where it comes from, this this whole idea of avoiding pain. And obviously our instinct is to follow the fear. It, it's to follow that fear to, to not have to go through that painful experience. And we want to, you know, you, you want to go towards something that's more pleasurable. That's just human nature to want to do that. So um, just know that, it's one of those things that we're all conditioned to have. We're all going to experience fear um, and it might present differently for you. Your experience of fear will be different. So, you know, how can we turn this around? Because, you know, fear can be quite crippling. It can stop you from taking action and moving in the direction that you really want to. Fear of a a billion different things. Um, So in terms of reframing, you know, I want to just quickly touch on your perception because... How you perceive your experiences it is what dictates the quality of your life. You know, it, just because um, something has happened in a certain way doesn't mean that that's the way that we talk to ourselves about it or perceive it to be. You know, you might be scared of something that to somebody else, it's not scary to them. So that is that then comes down to the way that you are perceiving that particular situation or that particular action that you're moving towards. So to reframe fear for yourself, we can start to think about fear more as a signifier or a signal that is coming from our brain, obviously, or our body to protect us. You know, it's protecting us from going into a painful or dangerous situation. So it's there for a reason. So we can't negate the fact that fear exists for us. You know, if if there wasn't a purpose for it, we wouldn't experience it. So understanding that it's there for our good to protect us is one way to kind of lessen that feeling Um, and also to think about it as a signifier and then to look at, you know, perhaps how we can acknowledge that fear because it is an important signal and we don't want to just push it aside and pretend that we don't feel the fear because that's not really going to help us. We want to acknowledge it and we want to to own it for what it is. And just remember too, no one's fears are more scary than your own. You know, if I look back and I take you back to that night in LA, so what? I was in a different country, in a different city. You know, you could look at it like that. That to somebody else might not have been that scary. But to me, it was frightening. At the time, it was like the the scariest thing I'd ever experienced. So just remember that no one's fears are more scary than your own. And that's okay. Your fears are valid and what you're experiencing is valid, but it's important to acknowledge that you are experiencing fear and then accept it as a signal and just go, okay, my brain or my body is trying to tell me something about this situation and I can use that information because that is really important. That's an important piece of information that I can take from this. Um, And moving into rejection, um, you know, what is rejection? I mean, it's essentially being turned down, isn't it? It's, It's... you know, you're asking for something and you're being told no. And we all experience this, whether that's in your career, whether that's in, you know, dating and relationships. And we we have this, I mean, you can have a fear of rejection too, you know, so it's a double, double whammy with that one. Um, so 
you know, looking at rejection, um, how can we reframe rejection for ourselves? Now, for me, I like to think of rejection simply as redirection, looking at it as if, well, if we're being told no here, then whatever this thing is was not meant for me. I mean, that's a really great way to look at it because then we can really move on from it and not be permanently or, or damaged by it long term. Um, one of the great things about being rejected so much as an actor is that you start to learn that it's not personal. So if you're coming into a situation where you are being told no and you do feel quite triggered by that and you feel quite hurt, totally fine to feel that but also you don't want to let that linger with you and define who you are and take that into your next experience. You know, I can give you the example of, you know, um, let's say I was casting a film. I'm going to just use a ridiculous example so it's really, really um, obvious. So I was casting a film, just say I'm the casting director of a film and I've got um, Brad Pitt as a lead. Yes, thanks. <laughs> um, we're going to have Brad Pitt as the lead. And then we've got a, a second lead, another male actor that we need to cast. Um, this guy comes in, he looks exactly like Brad Pitt. Great actor. Can we cast him as the second lead in this film? Now, I'm going to say no as a casting director or the director because I can't have two actors looking exactly the same. It's going to get confusing for the audience, right? If you have a movie and you've got Brad Pitt and then Brad Pitt lookalike as actor number two, that's, that's confusing for me. I'm not going to be able to understand the story as an audience member. So as the director, I'm going to say no to this guy, the not Brad Pitt guy, right? Even though he's great looking and he's a great actor, he be perfect for the part. But because I've already cast Brad Pitt, I can't cast this guy who looks exactly like Brad Pitt because it's just not going to work for the whole film. So in this sense, it's a great thing to broaden your perspective on the situation and to look at it in a broader context. Often when we get really, uh, I guess, hurt by rejection or I guess we take it really personally, we're looking at it in a very, very small context or a really linear context. So we're looking at it in terms of me, the person who's asked for something and the other person who's now said no to me. And we're looking at it in that really small, um, very, very small view instead of broadening out to look at, okay, what's actually going on for this other person who said no? They've got other things going on that they need to account for, often things that we don't know about. It doesn't have to be a film or an audition, but, you know, in a if you're going for a job, if you are, you know, dating someone and they don't, you know, they say no or something like that, just remember that there's a broader perspective there and that no is not a direct reflection of who you are as a person. This is a great way to not take it personally. It's not an isolated situation. There's a lot of shit going on outside of that interaction where you've been told a no. So that's a really great way to frame rejection for yourself and that's what's been very helpful for me um, in, in working with rejection. Um, and then in terms of failure, looking at failure, look, we've all failed, you know, and... I think a lot of the time failure is perceived embarrassment, you know, um, how a perceived loss, um, what we're going to look like to other people, what other people are going to think of us and also it plays into our own expectations of ourselves 
Um, they may be unrealistic expectations of ourselves even. It could even be you're holding yourself to this um, this standard of perfectionism, which I've talked about before, which is a ridiculous idea um, that is unattainable essentially anyway. So you're, you're going to fail if you're aiming for perfect. That's just inevitable. You know, you can get as close to perfect as you possibly can, but you're not going to reach perfect. And so, you know, failure, you know, can can bring about a lot of different consequences that we get fearful about having to deal with, which again can stop us from moving forward in the direction that we really want. So uh, reframing failure, um, you know, I really think that it's a great way to think about failure as, okay, I've just discovered one way not to do things. If I failed at this, Uh, doing it this way, then that's not a good way to do it. So I'm going to try something else. I'll try doing it this way and I'll try doing it this way until I get to a point where I can succeed at whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. It's a really important lesson and I think failure sometimes gets a bad rap, you know, like, oh, you failed, it's so embarrassing and like, you know, you don't want to fail at anything but it's just such an important piece of information that we can use as a lesson, there's important lessons in failures and, and we can then start to ask ourselves, how can I do this better? If this didn't work, then how can I do this better? What, what is going to give me the outcome that I want if this didn't work? So it's a really important piece of information. So ultimately, you know, we, we want to be quite aware. Again, it's going to come back to self-awareness because all of these reframes, how we perceive things to be, you know, you're going to flip the switch on fear, rejection and failure. It's about how you communicate to yourself. If you can't shift the language or shift the perception of these things, then it's not going to change anything. I mean, people can tell you things, but if you don't do it for yourself, it's going to be quite futile because again, our experience of the world is dictated by how we perceive things to be. And that's going to be our experience of reality. Whether it's the truth or not, it's the truth for us. So we need to really be conscious of the way that we are perceiving all of these things and start to work with fear and rejection and failure and be friends with it, you know, like become mates with them. Like they're all things that are going to be very important in giving us information that we can use to move forward. Um, And we need to kind of see these things as a normal part of being human, you know, and not judge, judge all these things because without fear, without rejection, without failure, we would not grow. You know, we wouldn't grow as humans. And if we're not growing, we're dead basically, right? Fulfillment comes from growth and the process of growing. And these things are going to help us do that. So part of it is, apart from self-awareness, we need to be really self-accepting of our insecurities, of our flaws, of our mistakes, because we all experience these things. You know, no human is above being insecure or having insecurities. No human is above having flaws or making mistakes. This is part of the human experience. And so we need to really fully own who we are. And that means fully owning all the parts that are perceived, you know, there's a, there is a bit of a stigma around 
being insecure, having flaws, making mistakes. You know, again, this whole ideology of being perfect exists in our culture and our society. We're being told all the time that we need to be perfect at things, but, you know, that's not real. That's not being human, you know. And so we really need to fully accept all of these things about ourselves um, regardless of what it looks like to the outside world. And that's going to help us take complete ownership of you, of your part in any situation. Because remember too, we can only control us. You know, there are going to be things that we can't control in life. We can't control how other people react, behave, perceive us. We can't control certain situations. We can only control ourselves. And to be able to control ourselves and the perception that we have of ourselves, we really need to take control of our minds, how we communicate to ourselves and we can control our response to the things that happen to us that are beyond our control, you know, and these are the things that that make us human. So I hope that these little tips and this insight has helped you a little bit in becoming a little bit more open to being friendly with fear and rejection and failure. I mean, I know for me, I'm, I'm really grateful for all of these things. I think fucking up is the best thing to do. You learn so much about yourself. You learn about what not to do, how to do things better. And if we can really start to frame it in that way to go, yeah, I want to fuck up because that's going to help me grow as a human. And no, it's not embarrassing and no, it's not. I mean, you might feel embarrassed, but, you know, ultimately these things are all there to help us. They wouldn't be there unless they they could uh, help us and have the potential to help us grow. So hopefully all of these little bits and pieces and insights have helped you. And I am so happy to be on this podcast with you guys. Um, and if you do have any other topics that you want me to cover on the podcast, again, feel free to DM me or email me. Um, make sure you hit me up on Insta at Rach Active and at Core30. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the Rach Active podcast. Yeah.